I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. It's been almost three months since the lockdown began. And initially, it did feel a bit strange. But we soon settled down into new routines and new way of doing things. It has been a dangerous period for both our health and our wealth. I have six lessons from this period that I want to share with you. This is a special series of Money with Monica, in which I'm decoding policy and events as they happen around this crisis. I'm, of course, taking your questions. It's been just three months of lockdown, and our behavior has turned completely different. I have to share when I'm watching a movie, and there are people exchanging cups or glasses or putting their hand on a lift button where somebody has just pressed it, or opening a doorknob where somebody's hand has just been. I'm like, don't do that, it's dangerous. Oh my God, sanitize your hands. And then I think, in three months, we have taken something which was normal, which everybody did into something so dangerous. We have learned lessons which have been very hard. And these lessons are across health and wealth. I want to share six lessons around money and health with you today. The first one is, that we spend much more than we need to. When the first credit card bill came of the first full month of lockdown, I was myself surprised to see how little the month had cost. And I consider myself a frugal spender. But because you're not going out because there's no cost of petrol, of uh, entertainment, coffee, meals outside of the house, you don't need to spend on upgrades on clothes, shoes, bags, all of that the month actually cost very little. I realized that we are spending on things which may not really be essential, which doesn't mean that you know you, you don't need to enjoy your today when things get better. But it just told me that all those of you who have always told me, oh, I have no money to spend, I have no money to save, I'm spending all my money, or where is the money left to save? You just have to remember these COVID times to remember where the money has come from. We can cut down our uh, spending if we really need to. And for those people who have savings goals, the COVID period will be this important period to remember that yes, I can, yes, I can save. The second is we need to rethink our emergency fund on how much and where. So those people who have had emergency funds are familiar with this, that you have a stash of cash in an easy to reach place, which is about six months of your living expenses. But I'm going to nuance that a bit. The amount of money needs to change according to your age and stage. Six months is an opening account for somebody who's young, somebody who doesn't have that many dependents on him or her. But as you age, as the number of dependents change, increase, you need to increase that amount to about two years of living expenses. So if you're in your 50s, 
I would highly recommend that you have two years of living expenses stashed away as an emergency fund. Younger people can work with lower amounts. People with two incomes rather than one with lots of dependents can have a lower threshold. The second part, where do you keep it? You need, especially if you're in your 50s, you need that money really safe. You need to put at least three months of money in a fixed deposit in a large scheduled commercial bank, which is too big to fail, so that when a crisis hits, you have easy liquidity. We have seen what has happened with some of the debt funds. It wasn't a systemic problem, but there were funds which were frozen. There was a liquidity problem in some part of the market. So if you're just that un uh, unfortunate person who has all the money in those schemes, then there really is a problem. So it's a good idea to apportion a part of the money. And this really depends on how much risk you think you, you can take, how well you understand products like debt funds. If you don't, it's perfectly okay to stay with a fixed deposit. Which bank? A bank which is too big to fail. Large scheduled commercial bank, both private sector and PSU do just fine. That's rule number two. Rule number three, markets go up and down and you don't need to go up and down with them. The premise to this really is that you should have worked through your financial plan. You should have had your asset allocation in place and the money which is allocated for the long term is really the money which is in the equity market. I know of people who sold their lifetime investments into equity when the markets cracked in March and fell 30%. They just sold at the bottom of the market. As we stand here in June, the markets are up 20%. A, a lot of recovery has happened to the money which had uh, lost 25 to 30% of value. We don't know what happens ahead, but unless we are going back to hunting and gathering, I think the markets go up, will, will recover as the economy recovers. So do not yo-yo up and down with markets. You stay with your uh, thoughts about equity, you to put the money that you don't need immediately into equity and then you stay with that. The fourth rule of money is that you must have your asset allocation in place. Even people who think they can, have, who have a very large appetite for risk, need to actually have a good conservative asset allocation in place as you age. So remember, your allocation is a function of how far your goal is and how old you are. The closer you are to retirement, the lesser of equity you have, which doesn't mean that your equity corpus is zero, it just reduces. So this was a great time to have figured out whether or not your asset allocation was right or not. A mix of equity, debt, your 100% safe investments like your PF, your PPF, your fixed deposits in large scheduled commercial banks, about 10% of your portfolio in gold. If somebody had this allocation, they haven't really worried at all through this market crash and uh, the freezing of the markets, uh, parts of the market a few months back. It's a great time to work out your risk capacity when the markets are so choppy. So think about your asset allocation and then think about how much risk you're able to take. Fifth, you have to write your will. Now, writing a will has been this one conversation that we've really not wanted to have with the family. But 
for families who've had a person in the hospital, it is the most harrowing, harrowing experience to go through. Everybody needs a will, no matter what your age is, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. This, this pandemic has brought home the fact that death is not looking at your age or stage to claim you for them for itself. So do write your will and especially people with minor children. It is very important that you put in place a whole roadmap of how you want the money spent, who the trustees are going to be and what life goals you want your, you know, you are setting out for your kids. That is point number five. Point number six is you need an SIP into your health. Your health is really important. The one thing that the pandemic is telling us is that your immunity, the lack of comorbidity, which is the lack of lifestyle diseases like diabetes, hypertension, heart problems, it gives those people without these lifestyle diseases a higher chance of survival than somebody who suffers for them. And the kind of workplaces we have in India, especially, a lot of these diseases come home with the CTC. Right? We, we work too hard, we work too long. And somewhere we let go of this fact that we need to spend one and a half to two hours a day on our physical and mental health. So take this as a wake-up call. Take this as a call to get your basic money rules and your health rules in place. Because as I have said before, we are still just a quarter of the way through the pandemic. The vaccine is not coming in a big hurry. Until this herd immunity happens, which I think is at least three to four months away, we are all at risk. So do take care and do think about the rules that I have just discussed and do come back soon for the next session. That's all that I have for you today. Do write in to me at moneywithmonica at livement.com and keep your questions coming. Till next time, stay healthy and stay wealthy. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.